Porn Free Radio, episode 137. I arise from dreams of thee in the first sleep of night. The winds are breathing low and the stars are burning bright. I arise from dreams of thee and a spirit in my feet has borne me, who knows how, to thy chamber window sweet. The wandering airs they faint on the dark silent stream, the champak odors fail like sweet thoughts in a dream. The nightingale's complaint, it dies upon her heart, as I must die on thine, O beloved, as thou art. O lift me from the grass, I die, I faint, I fail. Let thy love in kisses rain on my lips and eyelids pale. My cheek is cold and white at last. My heart beats loud and fast. Oppress it close to thine again, where it will break at last. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Well, welcome into Porn Free Radio. And I know what you're thinking, Matt, did you just start Porn Free Radio with a poem? (laughs) And the answer is yes, I did. The, The poem is called The Indian Girl's Serenade by Percy Bysshe Shelley. Not to be confused with Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley was actually Percy Bysshe's wife, and she wrote Frankenstein. This is a, a, one of the romantic poets, Percy Bysshe, and one of my favorites in college to read. Um, okay, so why did I read poetry at the top of the show? Well, I'm going to get into that in just a second. Um, I wanted to make a quick announcement. Last week, uh, I launched a new training called Porn Free This Year. It's a one-hour video training on how to create a very simple 30-day plan. Uh, you can get access to it at uh, recoveredman.com slash this year. That's recoveredman.com slash this year. It has a downloadable worksheet that I will send you uh, when you put your email address in, and you'll get access to the video right away. So you can actually um, you can actually uh, start watching the video right away and check your email Uh, When you get towards the end, confirm it, and you'll get that downloadable worksheet that you can fill out right after you get done watching the video. So it's like a one-stop shop uh, to start building a plan to go porn-free this year. And it's a great time to do it because it's a couple weeks. This will launch at the end of uh, 2017, so there's a couple weeks right before uh, the new year that you can start putting a plan in place to go porn-free. All right, so with that out of the way, let me get into today's topic. Now, there's a common sort of complaint slash excuse I get from guys in coaching and even guys who uh, send me email um, who are executing plans, and it's all revolved around self-care. I get excuses like, Matt, I don't know what good self-care is for me. I don't know what to do. Like there's kind of this almost lack of creativity uh, that I see coming out of guys and a passiveness. 
Um, another thing I'll hear is I don't have time for self-care or this week I didn't have time for self-care. I'll say, what activities did you do in recovery this week? And they'll say, well, I went to group, which is, you know, something that's scheduled and, and they'll say, I did this one thing. And it's like, there's no other activities in recovery. There's nothing where there's, there's no refreshing times in their, their life. There's no replenishing um, there's no way that they're actually filling up the tank. Um, so if we look at pornography, well, I got a lot of trucks going by today. Um, if we look at the struggle with pornography, you know, pornography is a way that we're trying to get self-care. It's like a, an unhealthy way that we're trying to meet needs. So let's eliminate that from our lives in our plan and, and start to go porn free. You know, let's say you go through the training. Well, there's a, there's something missing. How are you going to get some of those needs met? How are you going to get some of that self-care in healthy ways? So today's topic uh, is all about five-minute self-care habits. What are things you can do if you have just five minutes to get some self-care into your day? And they're kind of prescriptive. Um, I'm first going to come up with maybe a certain feeling or a certain need that you have, and I'm going to give you the prescription. I'm actually going to give you uh, the, uh, the prescription for that need, okay? So let's get into it. So I started with poetry, and um, poetry is one of those things where you can spend five minutes, and you could even read a couple of poems. It's You could read... Uh, a series of poems over five minutes, all you would have to do is get a poetry anthology. And there are billions of them, or maybe not billions, millions of poetry anthologies. Uh, many of them are made to actually carry around in your pocket. Uh, my dad is a big fan of this. He gets these pocket readers. And if he's got time in line at the bank, or if he's waiting on a train or something, he'll just pop open his poetry uh, anthology or his little uh, poetry book, and he'll read a poem. Now, you can read a number of poems in five minutes, or what I recommend is taking five minutes and going deep and reading a poem over and over, really getting um, really getting to understand it. So the poem I read, The Indian Girl's Serenade, if you go back and read it, it's very visual, or you can go back and listen to it. It's very visual. Uh, the poet is standing at the bedroom window of his, uh, well, I guess, ob the object of his desire. I don't know if they're lovers yet. Um, um, he's definitely wanting this connection uh, with this Indian girl. And, and literally, it's a, like, I think, an Indian girl, like from India. So it's there's this uh, uh, sense of mysteriousness and romance uh, in the poem. So you can go into, you can picture, picture the, the scene. You can really get into the cadence, um, you know, the rhymes, the, the wordplay. You can do all sorts of things. Um, try to figure out what's the feeling this is evoking. Um, studying poetry is not just, uh, reading words on a page. It's actually experiential. Um, so what would, what would poetry, uh, what need might it meet, meet? And I think, um, romance is a need that it meets, uh, when we're feeling 
like we want that uh, intimate connection or when we feel like we're, we're longing uh, for connection. So maybe some of you single guys out there are longing to be married or longing to be in a dating relationship and you're not. Um, or maybe you're separated from your wife. Maybe you're traveling and there's just this longing. It's not sexualized in the sense of you're not horny, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but it's a simple sort of longing that you have. Poetry. Poetry is the prescription for that. And, you know, there's all sorts of poetry. You can do whimsical poetry, romantic poetry. Um, there's poems that are epic poems um, where you would spend days or months reading and deciphering them. Um, poems sometimes are puzzles. So they're really good for your mind. You know, I, if one thing porn, I think, has done to us and media in general is dulled us, we're very stupid now. Like, think about the stuff that we like and do. It's very passive. We're not very engaged um, intellectually sometimes. So, um, so press into some poetry. If you don't have a, po- if you don't have any poems in your house, go to Barnes and Noble or where wherever they sell books by you, and and find the poetry section, and um, and get get something. Get something that you could read. You could get religious poems. You could get poems that uh, um, there's a couple of good ones. I'm um, shoot. I'm there's one guy who's a really good guy who's who's been out recently. What's his name? Billy Connolly, I think that's his name. I'm okay. I'm I, I, I'll have check the show notes if I if I um, I might point out a couple of uh, anthologies that would be worth having. So, all right, so that's one. So let's get into some of these other five-minute self-care uh, habits. Okay, let's say um, that you're feeling a lack of peace. Uh, you're feeling stirred up about something in your life. Maybe you're anxious. Google this, breath meditation, okay? Um, or, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, Google breath meditation. There's a number of meditations. Now, don't get freaked out about meditation if some of you out there are kind of worried that, you know, it's you're inviting some spirit world into your life or something like that. I'm not talking about doing something um, um, spiritual. I'm talking about um, there's a series of meditation where um, you thoughts come to you, and as thoughts come to you, you just remind yourself to focus on your breath. So you would set a timer for five minutes and just think about it. Think about it right now when you're listening. Just for a moment, and I'm going to pause. I'm going to be silent just for a second. Just become aware of your breathing. Okay? So right now, do it. Feel the air come in and out. In, out. Now think about this. All day long, you're breathing all day long, but you're on automatic pilot because, I mean, that's that's how we live, right? We need to breathe. But if you put it to the front of your mind, you can be aware of the breath. You can even control your breath a little bit. You can't stop breathing, but um, 
but you can slow your exhale. You can take a more deliberate, deep breath. So the basic breath meditation, the basic breath meditation is you're just sitting in silence. You're allowing thoughts to come to you. Thoughts are going to come. You, Once you sit and be silent, you'll start thinking of stuff. But every time something comes to your mind, just focus back on the breath. Just focus back on the breath. And again, why are we doing this? We're just wanting to connect with a sense of peace and calm ourselves. So we're not, there's not some big spiritual mountaintop experience that we want out of this meditation. There's not uh, some hidden agenda. This is literally just to calm ourselves. And what are we doing? We're reminding ourselves of our breath. Okay. So, all right. So romantic, go to poetry, uh, lack of peace, try a breath meditation. Five minutes. You don't have to do it long. Um, all right. What are some of these other ones? Um, how about a visual one? How about you're realizing you're driving down the road and me, there's a, by me, there's a big highway, um, 294. If you go down 294, there's all these billboards for like strip clubs and just girls on the stuff. It's like, you know, one of those type of things. What if you notice in your day that you're being very visually drawn? You're, you're seeing women as they come to you um, down the street. Um, you're catching these billboards, um, you know, that type of thing. You're feeling that pull to visual, to, to visual stimulus. Well, five-minute prescription, art. Yeah, remember art, paintings? <laughs> You know, the, the kind of the standard for visual beauty in our lives for thousands of years, but somehow we've forgotten it. Um, find art. And so you can do this in a couple of different ways. Again, just like the poetry anthology, you could get a simple art book. There's, there's a couple of books. I think there's one just called Art that has like all the most famous paintings in it. Um, you could get a book like that and you could just take some time. And again, you could look at a number of different uh, paintings or pieces of art by flipping through the pages. Or this is one thing I recommend, sit on one for a while. Now, just I was practicing this right before I turned on the podcast, but I have a Kandinsky painting. The, the Kandinsky creates these sort of geometric paintings. And I just challenged myself to just stare at this painting for five minutes. And there's, there's squares and angles and shapes. And this thing, I can't explain it. If, if, Google Kandinsky if you've never heard of him. Um, but I found myself first being drawn to different shapes like oh there's this grid pattern and then there's these angles and wow i'm i'm realizing that my eye is following these shapes around the painting the way that he drew this painting it 
draws your eye from one element to the other. Like he almost, it's almost like it's in motion. And so I just, for, for a while, I just was looking at the shapes. Then I noticed that the shapes were kind of mirrored in different parts of the painting. And then I realized that one of the things, one of the things looked like a windowsill. So I'm like wondering, when he drew this, was he looking out a window? Uh, was he sort of refracting? I don't know if that's even the right word. Was he abstracting what he saw on the other side of the window frame? Um, did, you know, the cityscape become squares or colors? Or did it, or was it nature? Was it a tree outside that that he turned into sort of these geometric shapes? Again, I mean, I just spent five minutes, but my mind was completely absorbing the visual nature of this. And it, again, it was like a puzzle. My mind was playing with the colors, the shapes, following the movement. That's a part of our brain that's deadened by porn the part of our brain that looks for beauty. I mean, again, this is beautiful. There was something beautiful about it. I didn't. I can't even tell you why it's beautiful. But there's something that comes alive in my brain when I look at it. So why would we skip that practice in our life? Why would we just ignore art? When was the last time you were at a museum? You got a porn problem? Go to a freaking museum, dude. Seriously. I mean, think about it. You spend time clicking around, looking at naked people having sex. But go to something where there's real beauty distilled by masters. I live in Chicago. You ever you ever get to Chicago? You know, I I, I, um, I got an email from a listener who just uh, is getting to one year. And he said, you know, I'd really like to meet you. Is there a way that I could just come to Chicago and... I don't know, have coffee with you or something like that. And I was like, sure. But I'm thinking if this guy comes to Chicago, he's got to go to the Art Institute. It's like, I think the world's greatest art museum. I know the Louvre, you know, there's maybe some people in France who listen to this podcast. Um, but the Art Institute is amazing. Uh, the Art Institute has Chagall. Uh, Monet, my favorite, Le Truc. It's got modern art. There's like Andy Warhol in there. There's um, Kandinsky is in there. Um, I mean, there's masters like Renoir and and uh, even older ones like, um, gosh, what? So there's a lot of Flemish painting. I mean, okay, there's lots of stuff. Okay, so my point is art. You are, are you struggling with visual stimulus? Art. Find a love of art. Okay. And which brings me to the next one. Are you struggling with masturbation? Are you struggling with just uh, anxiousness in your body in terms of like, uh, with your hands. I mean, let's face it. When we master it, we use our hands. Well, just like art, um, 
challenge yourself for five minutes to spend some time drawing. And I don't care if you're a good artist or a bad artist. Challenge yourself to draw. Try to draw something in your, in your house. Just take time with your pen and pe or pencil on paper and draw. You know, if do you have some of that sort of edging kind of feeling in your hands, in your body, where you want to masturbate or where you want to start to masturbate, put it in a drawing. You want to, um, I mean, that's, a, that's something that, yeah, you can do in five minutes, definitely. That's something that you could start, that's a habit that you could cultivate, though. You could take a drawing class that, you know, talk about building self-care and you could take a drawing class. You could actually start to challenge yourself to draw more, to use your hands. Um, you know, what do they say? Idle hands are the devil's workshop. I mean, start to use your idle hands to create. You know, and it doesn't have to just be drawing. There's other things you can create with your hand. Maybe some of you guys are woodworkers. Maybe there's other types of crafts you could do. Do you ever build models as kids? Pick a model up. When was the last time you built a model? How about Legos? I know there's a whole bunch of adults that like Legos. Pick up a Lego kit. Go to Target or Walmart and pick up a Lego kit. Just build a Lego kit. That'll take actually longer than five minutes. It's hard to build a Lego kit in five minutes. Use your hands. Use your hands. You could start with painting, drawing, Keep it simple, though. Right? So, all right, so peace. Uh, use a breath meditation. Feeling romantic, go to poetry. Visually stimulated, go to art. Your hands, your idle hands, got idle hands, need something to do. Go to drawing. Go to woodworking, model building, Legos. Get the idea here? Use your freaking creativity to start coming up with self-care. Identify the needs and start figuring out what are ways that I can get some of this. Look at, I sat down and brainstormed. I'm not even one third through my list here. So I'm gonna keep going. How about your mind is cluttered? You're just cluttered. Like your mind doesn't feel, it's not that you're feeling anxious or it's not that you're feeling fearful, but you're just cluttered. Your mind's going in five different directions. What I recommend is the uh, modern composer, Philip Glass. And I'm actually, I'm gonna play just a little bit of Philip Glass right now.
right, so you're listening a little bit to Mad Rush by Philip Glass. It's on the album Solo Piano. Now, this album, talk about, I don't care if you don't like classical music or piano or whatever. Don't think of this as just music. This is a tool for your recovery toolbox. This album, every person who listens to Porn Free Radio should own a physical copy of this album. This this music, when you listen to it, like if you put this on, now, first of all, I said this is five-minute habits. If you listen to Mad Rush, it's 16 minutes. So it's a 16-minute habit. But if you listen to Mad Rush or you listen to the other um songs on solo piano he it's it's about metamorphosis the franz kafka short story but they're just these movements of music and they just flow through your head so when i talked about your thoughts being disordered or um this idea that you're feeling cluttered what you're going to feel as you listen to this music is just this sense of order um this piece it's almost going to like scrub your brain for 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 like 5 minutes or 60 minutes if you listen to all of mad rush there's just something so peaceful about it but also it challenges your brain it just challenges the the music is challenging just like if i was staring at the kandinsky painting and i'm like going what does this mean what why are my eye why is my eye being drawn to this why is my eye moving to this color or that color or seeing this pattern or shape emerge, you will have the same experience with Philip Glass. It starts to just create order, but a new order, a new sense of, of, of whatever. Anyway, this music might sound familiar to you if you love Battlestar Galactica. There's a point uh, where Kara Thrace uh, in Battlestar Galactica, there's a scene... Um, that's a long scene about her and her dad and the music's playing in the background. Um, I read on, um, I read on Wikipedia that Pearl Jam actually comes out to one of the pieces from solo piano. Um, so if you've been to a Pearl Jam concert, chances are in the background, you've heard Philip Glass. Philip Glass has a ton of music and guys, I'm going to say get solo piano. If, if you like that, there's other things to move towards, but he's a, it's a very difficult music to appreciate. There's, there's good stuff and there's stuff that I'm not a big fan of. So uh, start with solo piano and, and maybe get on Spotify and listen to some other stuff. Um, some of it can be very challenging. I just actually, I just saw Philip Glass. They were using some of the music in um, Mr. Robot recently. So um Anyway, he's written operas. There's all sorts of things he's done. So um, Philip Glass, definitely if your mind is feeling cluttered and listen to the song Mad Rush or the Metamorphous songs from Solo Piano. All right, let's go into some other ones here. Um, what if you're feeling bored? You know, you just have a sense of boredom. Here's what I recommend. Go for a walk. I know what you're thinking, man, that's pretty easy. That's pretty lame. That's a lame habit. But when you're feeling a sense of boredom and you're in your house, that's a big threat, especially if you're struggling with compulsive porn and masturbation use. Boredom is like, 
boredom really is the enemy a lot of times. That's the biggest threat that we have um, when we're just idle and just kind of passive. So get out of your environment, get out of your house, go for a walk. Um, and you want to make that walk more meaningful. Like you want to just like, maybe you feel like, Hey, I just, I, sometimes when I go for a walk and I don't have a destination, I feel kind of stupid. Like, what am I doing? I mean, I get it if I'm exercising, but just going for a walk. I'm not one of these people who's like, Oh, I love walking. I love just seeing things. Uh, here's what I like to do. I like to take my phone and then just call someone on my phone list, whether it's someone in recovery or a friend that I haven't talked to in a while. And typically you can get a hold of someone and then you just have a conversation. And if they ask where you are, you just say, Oh, I'm out for a walk. I just thought I'd have a quick call with you. And uh, sometimes if they're available and you start talking, you end up realizing I'm just walking and enjoying having this conversation. So it's like you're walking with a friend. So you go from being bored by yourself at home at risk to potentially outside getting exercise and connecting with someone. All right. That's a simple one. Feel bored. Just put your shoes on, go for a walk. All right. How about low energy? You're just feeling a sense of low energy. Maybe it's a little fatigue. Um, maybe you didn't get enough sleep the night before, whatever. Here's what I recommend. Go to the kitchen and you're going to have to have some of this stuff on hand, but make a smoothie. Now, a lot of people, some people make smoothies regularly. Other times people don't ever do it because it takes effort, right? So your habit here, your, your five-minute self-care is actually the process of making the smoothie, picking out the banana, getting the stuff ready, the ice. And at the end of that, you're going to have something theoretically that's nutritious. You know, you're going to get a, a little bit of a sugar rush from, from the fruit in the smoothie. You can add other stuff too, like protein and things like that for sustained energy. But the, just the process, it, it's going to... It's going to give you something to do for just a few minutes. Um, you're going to have a little bit of a, uh, you're going to have a little creativity as you pick your ingredients and put it in. And then at the end of it, you're going to actually get a boost of energy drinking the smoothie. So if you're feeling low energy, make a smoothie. All right. So you're getting the idea here. You start to identify, hey, what's a habit? What's a feeling? What's a threat? And then what's something I can do quickly to just sort of, change my mindset or change my environment or uh, just kind of give myself something to do. Okay. All right. How about another one here? Um, uh, how about obsessive thoughts? And we're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about just cluttered mind. We're talking about actually feeling obsessive thinking. You're drawn to acting out. You're, you're fantasizing about acting out. You're sort of plotting how you can act out next. You're, you're realizing you're at risk. You're thinking, my wife's going to um, go out tonight, and when can I get in the computer? Your mind's kind of going to those things. Well, here's something I found that helped me a lot in recovery. Memorization. Now, for me, I did scripture memorization. So I would memorize scripture. And a, a, a way to memorize like a verse A simple way is you actually print out the verse, like on a flashcard or a piece of paper, and you just sit down and read it 10 times aloud 
to yourself. And then after the 10th time, you try and just repeat it 10 times without looking. And if you are having trouble, you can actually do it again. You can read it 10 times and then try to do it. And if you do that, um, typically, if you're just memorizing a few lines, that's enough to actually memorize it. You can actually read it through 10 times and then recite it 10 times and it'll stick. And if the next day you do that verse again, um, you can read it through 10 times and then recite it 10 times, it'll start to stick. So scripture memory is a, is a way to just c- cut through obsessive thinking, especially if you're memorizing a verse, um, like a you know, verse that I remember is from Corinthians, uh, Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has seized me except what it's common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. And when I'm tempted, um, he will provide a way out. Okay, I, I, I might have botched it kind of off the cuff right now, but you get the idea of what the verse is. It's a verse that I memorized years ago, and I can easily remind myself of that as my mind starts to obsessively uh, go towards obsessive thoughts. Um, so actually doing that. Now you could, uh, we talked about poetry earlier. You could memorize some poetry. You could challenge your brain if you're not religious or you don't have uh, sacred scripture to memorize. Uh, you could you can memorize something else. You could memorize rap music, um, um, whatever. Um, try to think of f- try to find things that are positive. Uh, theoretically, I think they're going to be more valuable if you're actually um, memorizing things that are either about your identity or about uh, actual overcoming uh, things that are actually inspiring to you. I think those are going to be more meaningful. Uh, but the actual practice of memorization, um, I think is a great way to deal with some obsessive thinking. Now, the best way to deal with obsessive thinking, I think, um, is to get the thoughts out of your head by talking to someone. So we talked about going on the walk and making the phone call. A lot of times when you have obsessive thinking, if you're just able to express what you're thinking, um, that can help you get outside of your head and say, oh, I have this stupid fantasy that when my wife goes out tonight, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I want to commit that I'm not going to do it, that kind of thing. That kind of helps. But try try scripture memorization as part of a way to deal uh, with sort of these nagging obsessive thoughts. Okay, so the next one is when you're worried about money. This seems, this seems to be one that comes up regularly. Uh, you're stressed out about finances, bills, maybe it's something with work. Um, and, you know, I feel like a lot of times financial insecurity goes right alongside with pornography addiction. Guys who are struggling with keeping a job, guys who are struggling uh, with work satisfaction or being happy at work or feeling overwhelmed by work or too much responsibility, a lot of times it'll come out in trying to self-soothe and take care of yourself with porn. And that all comes down to money and money is a big thing for fear. You know, it just, it taps into our fear, our anxiety, our worry. Um, is it going to, are we going to have enough? Are we going to this and that, you know, so it really goes into that. So the habit here is not as clear as some of the other ones, the prescriptive habit, but what I would do is look for a simple way that you could be generous 
even when you're feeling stretched, even when you're feeling anxious about money. So it might be as simple as, um, you know, getting a Starbucks gift card for somebody uh, in your life. It might be, um, you know, paying for someone in line at Starbucks or at Dunkin' Donuts. It might be uh, sending a book from Amazon that you've read uh, to a friend, um, ordering it and sending it to them. Something where you're doing something like that. You could, um, you know, I'm in an urban area, so there's lots of different places where you can um, give five bucks or 10 bucks, you know, whether it's to the Salvation Army around the holidays or whether it's to someone who asks for money or someone who is selling newspapers um, in order to, uh, um, to make a living like, you know, there's guys who sell the Streetwise newspaper by me. My point is, look for a way to do something generous for somebody um, as a way to, to say, hey, I'm not going to be controlled by this fear um, about money, and I'm not going to give in to this sense of anxiety about money. I'm going to actually do something that's within my control um, as a step of faith, that I'm going to not be stuck in this fear. Now, you know, you might be in some real challenging financial situations, but I think that there's probably some things you could do to be generous, to, to just at least do a couple things where you um, assert some control, where life's not happening to you, but it's happening for you. And so look for a way to be generous. Um, and so in your five-minute habit, you might have to just brainstorm, like what's a way, I'm really worried about money right now, What's a way that I could just do something generous and challenge yourself, whether it's jumping on Amazon and buying that book or whether it's donating to a charity, uh, whether it's just kind of just doing something where you're saying, hey, money is not going to control me. Uh, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to choose to be generous even if I have little or am in scared. Um, all right. So that's that's a good example. So we, what, are, what are we talking about? We talked about being bored. We talked about having low energy. Uh, we talked about having our mind cluttered, visually stimulated. We're uh, feeling romantic. Um, all right, so let's 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 knock off a few other ones. How about horny? Just that sense of horny. Uh, horny, I think, really manifests itself in a physical feeling in our body. So you want to do something physical and something kind of that pushes you. Um, so here's two ideas. Uh, one is stairs. If you have stairs in your house, do five minutes of stair drills where you're up and down the stairs as fast as you can. Uh, it's going to get the heart going. Uh, it's going to start to let off some, some actual stress and energy in your body. Might not totally deal with your horniness issue, but it will definitely get you your heart pumping. That's one. Another one that people use a lot is the cold shower. And I know it sounds so cliche um, to take a cold shower, but a cold shower is a shock to your body. Um, and it literally um, is so intense, if you do it right, um, that yeah, it's the same kind of thing as the stairs. It changes that sense of physiological uh calmness in our body or even restlessness and it creates sort of this oh my gosh this this overwhelming sensation it's almost like a reboot uh, on a computer where everything is um, 
you know, shut down and comes back up. So again, there's nothing magical about these two things, but uh, if you're feeling a lot of physical horniness in your body, look for something that engages your physical body. Okay. Um, how about another one? Anger. How do you let out anger? Well, the thing I love the best to let out anger is heavy metal music. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. I know, you know, people know that I like rap music and this and that. And, uh, you might be surprised to know that I love heavy metal music. And I'm not talking about that hairband metal music from the 80s. I love the hardcore metal, like Swedish death metal, uh, you know, names um, that come out of like J.R. Tolkien books, you know, those kind of things like Mordor. Like those are the kind of bands that I like. And one of my favorite bands is a band called In Flames from Sweden. And I love this band. And I'll tell you, the greatest day I ever had in my old job. Now, my old job, we worked at a microphone company and worked with musicians. But I was in marketing, and so I never got to meet any of my heroes. I, you know, I'm, I was like low on the totem pole uh, in terms of meeting artists. But I kid you not, one day I'm sitting in a one-on-one meeting with my boss, and she's actually in my office, and I I can see I have a window. And the lead singer of In Flames, Anders, walks past my door. He's on a tour. And I'm like starstruck. I stop talking. My boss says, what's wrong? And I go, I just saw Anders, the lead singer of In Flames, one of my favorite bands, just walk by. And she goes, well, go talk to him. Like she said, take, take advantage. So I shot out of my office, ran down the hall and I'm like, Anders. And he turns around. He's like, yes. You know, cause he's Swedish. <laughs> and I go, and this is, this is where I kind of blew it. You're not supposed to be a fan. You're supposed to just be like a colleague, but I couldn't help it. I was like, I am the hugest in flames fan. I love in flames. And he hugged me. He hugged me. <laughs> and um, I said, my favorite song is Delights and Angers. And they had just played a show the night before it, which I missed. And he goes, we played that last night. <laughs> so when I want to let off some steam, Let's say I'm frustrated at work or let's say I'm frustrated with my family. I love to get in the car and I love to jam a little in flames. <laughs> All right. So just to warn you, it's a little hard. It's a little hard, but go with me on this one. I'm feeling the anger. I'm in the car. I'm turning it up. up and then it explodes so go with me here all right you ready let it go (laughs) 
So this might not be your taste in music. This might not be the thing that you like to let anger of. But find a song, find a musician that just lets you express a little of the the anger. Don't keep it within you. Now, again, some of these things are going to be best served sharing with other people in your life, letting go of it. But sometimes we just have these little things we need to let go of. And so that they don't manifest an entitlement and some of the the rabbit hole behaviors with porn, just put on a little metal, turn turn up the volume in your car and just jam out a little bit. Let it go, let it go. All right, so we're coming down for a landing. Let me just uh, shuffle through the last couple here. Um, how about this? You want an intimacy connection with your wife? You're feeling like you haven't been intimate in a while with your wife. This one's going to shock you. Do the dishes. I know I know it's crazy, but you want to make something happen with your wife. You want to start getting her in the mood. Start doing some things to serve her. Just, you know, start doing them. And you know what? This is a long game. You this is like a long game. You 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 might have to do this for a while. You might have to invest in just helping and serving anticipating things that need to be done and doing them. One of the biggest challenges I think wives or partners have is that they feel like we're sitting around, you know, kind of not doing anything or we're not very, we're not as engaged as them. My, my wife calls it the, uh, the mental load. She has this mental load of everything that our family needs to do and get done. And she doesn't feel like I carry it at all. So the way that you start to demonstrate that you care is you start doing some of the things without getting asked. Um, And um, so you want to develop intimacy connection with your wife, start serving her, start looking for ways to serve. And uh, this is a good habit. Um, This, it doesn't feel like self-care, you know, doing the dishes doesn't feel like self-care, but remind yourself, hey, I want to establish more connection with my wife if I serve her, this will be a way to demonstrate that I care about her, and this will come back to me, um, and this will create more trust and connection. So that's a that's one that you. It, it might be a little. That's more like a two step one where you where you identify you want more intimacy connection, like you want to have more sex, you want to have more touch, more love, more hugs and kisses, that kind of thing. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some. Uh, some some diligence. And so remind yourself, hey, I'm going to do this self-care that's going to lead to more intimacy and connection through service. Okay? Um, how about touch? How about that's, that's one that I think guys go to porn a lot for. And what I would say is even if you're a single guy um, or if you're a dad or whatever, or if you're an older guy, Look for ways to have healthy relationships with the kids in your life, whether it's your kids or whether it's your nieces or nephews um, or whether it's the neighbor kids, whatever. 
Look for ways to kind of develop healthy relationships with kids. Why? Because kids are very physical. Kids like playing games that are physical, tag, uh, wrestling, that kind of stuff. Um, Kids like to give hugs a lot of times. Um, Kids are just physical. You know, even like um, when I was um, in college, I used to be a nanny, and I got to take care of babies. And it was like the greatest thing because babies just like to be held and touched and, and cuddled. And, and as you're doing it, you realize I'm getting some needs met. Like this is actually healthy for me. So look for healthy ways to uh, engage with kids. And uh, you know, this is easy for you dads out there. Just look for ways to have some tickle fights or uh, you know puppy pile, roughhouse, whatever it is that you do. But just look for ways to have hugs or read with them on your lap. Get that sense of physical touch going um, in healthy ways um, because that can just start to ease some of that tension that we have in ourselves um, that if we're not careful, that need becomes sexualized in a weird way with porn. So look for ways to, to give hugs, look for ways to... Uh, engage in games and stuff and goofing around um, that engage touch. If you're not getting enough touch, that's a way to do it is take care of the baby. Get up with the baby in the middle of the night. Uh, you do that enough, uh, you'll be t- you'll be too tired to think about porn. <laughs> Plus, you'll be getting touch needs met. Okay, we got two more here. All right, so what about when you're feeling a little out of control? Like life's happening to you and you're just kind of the, the victim of life. Um, how do you get a sense of control? And you can feel this sometimes after a relapse, but sometimes you can just feel this after a hard day at work or just in general, if there's emotional or draining things that are happening, you can feel out of control. And the habit that I would recommend, the five minute habit is actually the five minute journal. Now, I've talked about this on many episodes before on the morning routine, and there's an app you can get, Five Minute Journal app, and there's there's a um, there's also a physical book that you can get from Amazon to actually journal, and it's five minutes, and you just answer a series of questions. Now, I modified it uh, for recovery, so uh, let me just go through the questions that I do, how I answer. So the first thing I do is I write, I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. And I answer some things I'm grateful for. Like what are I, usually three things I'm grateful for. Uh, and then I answer the question, what would make today great? And I answer three questions. And then I have a daily affirmation. I am dot, dot, dot. And I just fill in the blank. Now, sometimes I fill it in with uh, something I've read in the scripture. Sometimes I fill it in with just a truth about myself. I am loved. Um, I am a good father, I am a good man, those, you know, just affirmations of my true self. Um, And then um, I identify any threats. Are there any threats to recovery today? Those are situations where I'm going to need to use tools, recovery tools. So is there anything emotional coming up at work? Is there anything uh, coming up in my day unaccountable time or access to something that I don't normally have access to, or is there going to be a triggering situation? I just identify any of those things. 
Um, then I answer the question, what am I doing for recovery today? Is there any tool or habit that I'm going to use today? Obviously doing the journal is one of the habits. So um, that's what you answer at the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, you answer three amazing things that happened today. And then you answer the question, how could I have made today better? So you kind of have a, a point of reflection at the end of the night. So I said this was five minutes. It really does only take about five minutes. And if you're in the habit of doing this every day, it's going to give you a sense of more control. You're starting with gratitude. You're starting about visualizing what would make your day great. Um, you start with affirming the good parts of yourself. You identify threats. That's putting you back in control. Um, starting to anticipate rather than react to life. And we, we talked about this quote all the time, winners anticipate, losers react. So as you start to put yourself in a habit of anticipation and looking forward at your day, you start getting more control. And as, as I said, you're, you're going to also figure out what you're going to do in recovery that day. So the expectation is you're doing something for recovery every day. Because if you're not working on recovery, you're working on a relapse. All right, so let's get to that last habit. Now, I lied. This isn't a five-minute habit, this last one. But every once in a while, I want to veg just like everybody else, right? And I think we have gotten in this habit um, nowadays when we talk about recovery that any sort of mind candy, any sort of um, uh, habit where we're just checking out is, is, is deemed bad because, you know, we want everything to be intentional. We want everything to have a purpose. And so there's going to be times where you're going to want to binge watch a TV show or where the, you're going to want to watch a movie. And so I, I've taken that into account here. And so this isn't a five minute habit, but, uh, this is an idea. Um, and it's something I've been doing a lot recently and I really like it. And it's this, I have started a habit of when I want to just watch something like a cool movie or something, I have started a habit of look, watching old movies and we're talking pre 1960, you know, uh, sometimes black and white, sometimes color. It depends. But here's the thing. Because of the standards of movies in the 60s, they had to do storytelling without a lot of explicit sex or violence. And so I feel like some of the movies are just better told stories because they have, they have more limitations and they're safer to watch. There's not as many illicit triggers. So one thing that ha has been helpful for me is identifying a list of movies um, that I'm watching so that when I have the, the impulse to watch a movie or want to kind of just check out and have a little brain candy, I have a movie that I've already identified that I can watch. So I'm not surfing Netflix. I'm not surfing um, aimlessly um, on my cable premium cable or my uh, you know, movie on demand channels. I already have a list of movies. So I did this recently this past year. Um, I bought a book called uh, Hitchcock and Truffaut. It's where uh, Francois Truffaut, the French filmmaker, uh, sits down and interviews Alfred Hitchcock about his career, and they talk about different movies. So they do this interview. So I have this book. I got it on eBay. 
and I'm reading through their dialogue and they're talking about Hitchcock's movies in order that he created them, you know, sort of in the chronological order. And so what I found myself doing was I just started going to the library and finding the old Hitchcock movies in order and just watching them. And I'll check out one or two and have them available. And when I want to have some brain candy, I won't even turn on Netflix or Hulu or HBO Go. I'll literally just turn on the DVD player and put one of these in. And so it's a way to actually get sort of that fun feeling of watching a movie and kind of checking out and enjoying it, making popcorn, the whole deal. But avoiding the threat of either aimlessly watching something that doesn't work with your plan um, or just getting sucked in uh, to something that you weren't intending to watch. So, you know, you end up sort of, you know, perusing Netflix and all of a sudden you're watching something that just presses the boundary. And there's little danger here. Now there is, you know, it's interesting. There is sexuality in some of these older movies. Um, and, uh, and sometimes it's very uh, veiled to the sense, and it's exciting in some ways because um, um, they're sort of playing with um, romance and beauty and some other things and their storytelling is better. So, you know, it's not a completely uh, sexless medium or, a, you know, a, a medium where, you, you know, you have to still sort of uh, guard against triggers and stuff, but it's just so much more safer. Um, so that's, a, that's just a, a bonus habit there of starting to make a list of movies um, that you can watch. And you can do this actually with old TV shows too. I know of people binge watching the old Star Treks and uh, watching Star Trek in order, those kinds of things. I mean, I think that's a great idea. The more intention you can have and you have a list of safe things that you can watch, the better. Um, so that's my last habit. So guys, think about that this week. You have time for self-care. Think about trying one of these habits this week. Put this into your recovery. Now, a lot of these are kind of fun. You, you know, I was having fun with this singing and uh, talking about different music, reading poetry, looking at art. I mean, these are fun. Some of these are fun things, watching old movies. So I know what you're thinking. Like, this doesn't sound like recovery work because it's not all explicitly talking about, you know, sexual triggers and whatever. But the truth is, is um, we're cultivating a new way of living and we still want to have fun. We still want to be creative. We still want um, to, to kind of have this part of our life. And if everything in our plan is a bunch of sticks and rules, we're not going to stick to it. And I can honestly tell you, just even with that last quote or that last uh, idea about watching old movies, I can honestly tell you that some of the old movies I've watched in the last couple of years have been amazing. And um, I don't even know some of the movies that are out right now in the actual theater. Um, but I'm excited about, I just watched a movie um, called uh, Shop Around the Corner. It's an old kind of Christmas Jimmy Stewart movie. And, uh, you know, I'm more excited about that than any movie in the theater. Well, with the exception of The Last Jedi, which I will see in the next uh, week or two. But, uh, but. I don't even know other movies that are in the theater right now. So it, it really goes to show you that you can unplug 
from sort of end, this endless media stream and recreate things. I mean, you know, I remember um, when I was first uh, out of high school, you know, just reading a lot of books and watching old movies on videotape. And, you know, that was kind of how we did life, listening to albums. Um, and I feel like in some ways we've gotten away from that in some ways with all the other technology and accessibility. But, uh, but I don't want to be one of those guys who gets on the soapbox about how everything's changed. My point is you can totally coexist with all this technology, all these streaming things, and live porn-free. That's the truth. And part of it is cultivating some of these healthy habits and cultivating uh, this creativity that's all there, but it might be a little stagnant because you've gotten lazy um, with porn and with just other just sort of random mind-wasting activities. So encourage that part of yourself, cultivate that part of yourself, and try that this week. Well, hey, before I go, I want to give one plug to Rev Group Coaching. In January, we have some spots open in a couple of the groups, and I want you to get in on this if you need a strong group to start 2018 with. So I'm going to play just a, I want to play the Rev guys uh, from this past year talking about their experience. I think the, the most powerful part of this whole thing is I got to know a group of guys who shared the same struggle, who absolutely love and care for each other and will pick up the phone and call each other and, and just wish each other well. And, you know, it's been really powerful for me to just have, be able to tell my story and not be, not worry about judgment, but just, you know, know that um, there's guys that relate and understand. I came into the group because I really hit rock bottom with a series of relapses and I found some of Matt's coaching material online and I immediately resonated with Matt's insights and his personality and his teaching style and I just thought wow what a great opportunity knowing that I'm with a bunch of other folks who are kind of struggling with the same thing and, and want to take that, that same journey uh, really put me at ease quickly the feeling that you're not alone. Sharing that with, with a community or tribe was really important. Knowing that I had a network of guys that I was accountable to really motivated me. I know like the big obstacle that was in my way was the, the cost, but then I, I sort of broke it down by month and even by meeting. When you do that, it's really not that bad. It's much less than like a conventional counselor. I, I have no regrets from, from the moment that I, I chose to sign up with it and just put it behind myself and say, we'll see um, you know, what awaits me for these next 10 weeks. And, and I'm so glad that I made that decision. Coming into this group with you know maybe a week of sobriety, of uh, being porn free, I'm six, over six months porn free now and, and uh, having a great time doing it. You feel so good after you do this. And I've, it's something I've looked forward to every, every Thursday night for the past 10 weeks. And, Really disappointed when it's over uh, at the end of the night. So I think you will not regret it, and it'll be totally worth your while. All right, guys. All right, see you guys. See you guys. Inside. See you guys. <laughs> see ya. All right. So to apply to Rev Group Coaching, go to recoveredman.com/rev. That's recoveredman.com/rev, and fill out that application. Choose what time maybe works for you. And I'll contact you after the holidays um, if there's a spot and let you know the next steps. 
and we would love to have you uh, in Rev this year. It's been one of the greatest things I've done over the last couple of years is connecting with guys in Rev. And uh, I'm on every call, and it's really cool. Um, it's coaching, but it's also a group where you connect with others and really take your recovery to the next level. You can get the show notes to this show at recoveredman.com slash 137. That's recoveredman.com slash 137. Guys, until next time, take hope, take action, and take five minutes a day at least to do some self-care. All right? Be good.